0: You're listening to To Trope or Not to Trope. we your hosts, Kelly,
1: Kristen, and Ray. Hello, and welcome to our astrology mini-series, where we look at a character trait associated with a given star sign. This week's being Capricorn, and discuss the nuances of that trait as it appears in fictional characters. As a disclaimer, we are not talking about characters that are canonically Capricorns, nor are we trying to imply that any of the characters talked about today are Capricorns in every way. Astrology is already very subjective, so we are just going to focus on a single trait. With that out of the way, Capricorn, the sign of the goatfish, is associated with discipline, self-control, and responsibility. They may be good leaders. They may also be condescending know-it-alls. Either way, they have the trait we're talking about today, ambition. Can I interrupt? Can I interrupt and ask what is a goatfish and why? (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I forget the exact myth that is associated with that goat. It's, I think it's called the Goat of Fear or something like that, which that, is... That gets, that's better. That's, that's very okay. intense. Yeah. The idea that I've heard behind it is that the Capricorn can become whatever monster they need to be to take on any situation. Oh, so I like it. That's awesome. Uh Yeah, they're very ambitious. So I don't know if they started as a goat, but they transformed into a fish because it was advantageous. Advantageous. Things like that. Cool. Sure. So ambition is defined by Merriam-Webster as an ardent desire for rank, fame, or power. Or more simply, desire to achieve a particular end. Already, that sounds like an excellent trait for driving plot. Um, but mm-hmm. before we get into that, what do you two think of when you think of ambition?
0: Game of Thrones.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I
2: kind of have a more vague idea of just like a very aggressive go-getter.
0: Ooh. Oh, yeah. wait, like if you had to describe, you mean just vibes? <laughs> The general vibe of a go-getter? I don't think they're wrong answers.
2: So, like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no.
1: I mean, we just did our Christmas special episode, so the first thing that came to mind for me was the big business city man in Hallmark movies. The guy that she leaves. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Also,
2: I would just like to briefly complain again about... How the plot of those movies is always some girl lo- losing her drive and ambition and like <laughs> settling for yeah. some, I don't even know, nowhere town and a Christmas tree farm.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Some farmer or uh, like chef or something. Nothing against hot lumber. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, you don't have to lose your drive and ambition, man. He can move to the big city. Yeah.
1: He can be like, "I support your dreams, babe." And exactly. you know. more himbos, more himbos in Christmas movies. <laughs> <Himbos>. Wonderful.
2: <laughs> but yeah, ambition is like usually a negative trait in my mind, which is
1: Mm-mm.
2: not true. It just has those connotations.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of more med- a lot of media portrays it that way. I think, especially. Some like older things like more classic stuff from the 50s maybe question mark Mm. Mm. or um
0: like it's been popular lately maybe it's dying down a little because i feel like we're getting cozier stories but um Mm -hmm. the anti-hero story i feel like Mm. a lot of the times you see characters that are ambitious and it's Mm -hmm. not always a good thing or like breaking bad It's like, yeah, that's totally Mm -hmm. a story about ambition, and that guy is not great. Um, Oh, but, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but um, when I think of anime, like Mm -hmm. shonen anime, I think ambition, Mm -hmm. and I think that's seen in a positive light.
1: Yeah, I think anime does more of both, basically, because I think I have seen instances where the ambition is a bad thing but they also have plenty of positive ambitious characters that are going to be the very best at whatever they're doing (laughs) yeah okay so more specifically what characters come to mind the woods from legally blonde wonderful yeah that's a positive one
2: yeah
1: (laughs) uh hamilton from hamilton (laughs) yes rachel (laughs) Mary from glee Mhm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Kelly you mentioned anime and definitely uh Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, also Black Star from Soul Eater,
0: Naruto, mm-hmm. Naruto. Oh, and of course Light from Death Note which is a negative yeah. <laughs> negative look
1: he's, at ambition. I don't think the um I don't think he's wrong because he's ambitious. I think he's wrong because he's um his vision hurts people. <laughs> <laughs> well yes
0: uh-huh. for sure
1: <laughs> yep yeah, but he is definitely ambitious <laughs> yeah i feel like the entire um
2: malfoy family in harry potter and voldemort like most of oh, the yeah. villains in that movie or in those then in that series are ambitious to some degree yeah
1: that mm-hmm. makes and
2: sense the heroes are very much not which is interesting oh that <laughs> is interesting huh like, Hermione. Hermione is ambitious, but, like, mm. Ron and Harry are definitely not. serious. Black <laughs> is not, really. Dumbledore <laughs> is definitely not.
1: Mm. Right. Yeah, a lot of these people are like, I just want to keep living my life, man. Meanwhile, <clears throat> like, the Death Eaters want to change things, which is inherently, yeah. like, changing anything is inherently kind of ambitious.
0: Mm. Oh, but at the same time, it could be like Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, where she yes. wants to change things for the better.
2: Yeah. Leslie Nope is perfect. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I weirdly, when I looked this up, Ted Lasso came up on the top of some lists of ambition, which I thought was
1: interesting. Oh, that makes sense if you look at it like he, of course, wants his football, soccer team to win. But that doesn't seem <laughs> to be his top priority. Yeah,
2: he's
1: it's just not. taking on a challenge.
2: And honestly, he doesn't really even care if they win. He just wants everyone to get along. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
1: that's a goal worth striving for. That is that's that's, that's an ambition right there. <laughs> that is an, an ardent worked, desire. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's where it gets fuzzy because, like.
1: Mm -hmm. everyone
2: has some degree of ambition yeah Yeah. especially especially like uh shows and movies and stories and whatnot right you can't if you have a character without ambition you don't have a story pretty much Uh i'm sure there are exceptions but Mm -hmm.
1: okay so we were already starting to get into this a little bit but i want to get into more of the nuances of ambition so, characters and people can have different kinds of ambitions. Some are ambitious for themselves. For example, they want to win a baking competition. Some are ambitious for their children. That is, they want their child to win the baking competition. Or they're ambitious for their community. They want their town to win the regional baking competition. <laughs> or, or they want to take over the world through the power of baking. So, Same. do you... Do you two have any preferences for the type of ambition showcased in a story?
2: I mean, I always like personal agency, personally, but like, they all feel kind of the same to me because it's more based on their motivation. Like Mm -hmm. a pageant mom and someone who like, like a pageant mom is someone who wanted to win their own pageant, but couldn't essentially. So it's the same motivation. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I I agree with Kristen. I don't know if I have a, I don't know if I have one that I specifically um, lean towards. I think, I think what matters to me more specifically is that that ambition is coming through clearly, and whatever it is that the character is kind of driving towards, I I want it to be important to them, and I want that to be shown. Uh, in such a way that makes me care because sometimes Mm, I feel like stories are written in such a way where it's like, well, of course, like this is the plot and this is what's driving the story and Mm. the character cares about this, but I don't really believe that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm
2: -mm. I particularly enjoy the like flavor of ambition. That is wholesome spite. (laughs) Yes. Like the entirety of legally blonde is like, She goes to law school out of spite, but it's so wholesome. Uh And it's like, (laughs) yeah, that is, Mm -hmm. that's the best kind of story.
1: It's true. I guess all of my baking examples could still be construed as like healthy or unhealthy types of ambition. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. guess more of what I want to look at is like, I think there are kinds of ambition that are harmful and ones that are more healthy and that seems to be i guess i'm seeing that that is sort of orthogonal to how selfish they are or aren't because Mm -hmm. yeah you can be you know the pageant mom who selfishly and unhealthily wants your kid to win the pageant because you used to win pageants Mm-hmm. Or you can have, you know, the supportive mom who their kid is in pageants, and of course they want them to win, but they also want them to, you know, like, be well-rounded, have the rest of their life together, not hurt themselves by, mm-hmm. like, getting yeah. you know, too too hung up on it. I feel like that's where you get into, like,
2: media showcasing ambition as a negative trait, because if you have a wholesome pageant mom who wants the best for their child there's not much of a conflict there
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) so it doesn't it doesn't give you as much of a story you can maybe have that as a good like contrasting like foil character to the unhealthy Mm -hmm. ambitious pageant mom
2: (laughs) i mean i think a lot of times ambition stories about like ambitious characters play with how far is this character willing to go so, like, mm-hmm. Leslie Nope is usually, like, super healthy, but there are conflicts where she, like, goes a little bit too far and then has to deal with the consequences of that, whether they're, like, relational or something goes wrong that she wasn't expecting to go wrong, like, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm.
2: Hamilton is also a great example of that, because... <laughs> his ambition is
1: fantastic. Like it
2: founded a country or like helps found a country, but then it also went way too far.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as like favorite kinds of ambition stories, I really like the ones that focus on teamwork, power of friendship kind of. Oh, yes. stories. and that's what I think Ted Lasso is kind of in like his ambition is for the football soccer team to get along and to work well as a team and support each other and mm-hmm. that's great and that will also help them win games <laughs> yes mm-hmm. oh okay i'm glad you mentioned that because i feel like i straddled
0: the line between oh yes friendship stories which are <laughs> near and dear to my heart i love found family i love friendship it's great um totally love that kind of ambition however I totally do love when you see a villain's origin story or like the Mm. side of a villain's story. I totally am okay with the descent into Mm
2: -hmm. not a great
0: person type stories, if that makes sense. (laughs) Um, So I don't. I don't know if I have a particular preference. I think it just depends on how I'm feeling because there are totally times where I'm like, well, I don't want to watch, you know, Breaking Bad necessarily. I want to watch Parks and Rec and vice versa. Like Mm -hmm. I need to be in the right mindset.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they're both good. Yeah. They're Uh both good. One thing that I noticed when I was kind of like looking up some characters is ambition tends to fall in both Two main camps. You have like the super competitive ambition, and then you have mm. the super hardworking ambition. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes a character is both. But like, have either of you seen Gilmore Girls? Nope. No. <laughs> okay. You do. <need> <laughs> anyway. So like Rory Gilmore is definitely like hardworking, ambitious. Like wants to go to Yale. Is like constantly doing homework. Like mm-hmm. it's just she's not going to like tear people down on her way. But she is ambitious versus one of her peers and a foil character, uh, the character Paris, who like absolutely will tear people down on the way and is just Mm. like is going to win no matter what. And she's hardworking, but she's more driven by that competitiveness. Mm. And I feel like most ambitious characters fall into one of those two camps and the hardworking ones are a lot more sympathetic. Mm That makes
1: sense. I think having those contrasts, it makes really good stories, too, though. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. I kind of prefer the competitive
1: ones, personally. They're more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun. <laughs> also, you mentioning that makes me think, like, both Kelly mentioning villain origin stories and you mentioning, like, these two different uh, ambitious characters makes me think of, um... Rivalry stories can be really, mm. oh, yes. really cool because yes. you. I like it too when you kind of root for both of them. Uh huh. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes t- stories seem to show their hand where they're kind of like, oh, well, you obviously have to like root for this person because they're like a good person or something like that, and that's <laughs> a little like those can be fun too. But, like, I don't know. At that point, you're, like, unless it's a very strange story, you're already, like, predicting the ending where the good guy is going to win. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like ambitious characters can also be really annoying because they have (laughs) so much drive and they keep insisting on, you know, whatever their ambition is. So, what are the most annoying kinds of ambitious characters i have two answers my first one is
2: victor frankenstein Oh boy. <laughs> the kind that like has this ambition and they do a thing and then they're like oh no this was a bad idea and then they just become so pathetic and not ambitious and yeah yeah
1: he's super so annoying, moody <laughs> <about laughs> <laughs> he's just like
2: Like the ambition turns off, he accomplishes the thing, and then he's no longer an ambitious character.
1: And also, he's not satisfied with it. It's not like I'm going, yeah. (laughs) But it's not like he accomplished the goal. Like he accomplished the goal, but not the way he wanted to. Yeah, I kind of get why that would upset you. But as someone watching, it's just sort of like okay, like deal with the thing that you made, (laughs) though.
2: Yeah, like I understand the story and it's a good story. I just like have seen other characters where they do the one ambitious thing and then they're done. And I'm (laughs) like, that's not how ambition works. Mm -mm. Hey, I will follow up on that and say I also hate dumb, ambitious characters. Oh, boy. The ones who have the ambition and like can't actually get anything done because they're (sighs) just not smart enough or not competent enough. But then they need to get something done for the story, and so, like, things just magically work out for Uh, them, and you're like, this is awful. I hate
1: that. Okay, so I have a, like, uh, a type of character I hate that's adjacent to that are the ambitious dumb ones that are basically blind to warning signs. And Ooh. things like that, like, there are things that are clearly present that show that your idea doesn't work. It doesn't work uh-huh. this way, but they just march forth uh-huh. anyway and ignore all of that. And it's like, why are you so dumb? This does not work. You This will yes. not achieve your goal.
2: <laughs> Adjacent to that is the one that, like, ignores everyone's feelings. Like, it's the Mm. same kind of thing, but they're just, like, everyone around them is, like, you're an idiot and you're annoying. And they're, like, but I have a thing that I'm going to do and it's going to be good. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I have one where, basically, um, the character already feels like they're entitled to something or they have, like, my goodness. in one thing or another like maybe they came from parents who can like give them connections and so they're still competing or they're still ambitious uh-uh. like they still want to win but uh i don't know sometimes that can get annoying with how they treat other people
1: oh yeah 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 well
2: on the flip side of that though like when you have the person who came out of nothing and then they have this, like, eternal chip on their shoulder. Oh, mm. God. that's yes. all, That also gets annoying.
0: Yeah. Like, it can be fascinating. It can actually, like, people can make it work where it's like, <laughs> oh, you're not as annoying as I thought you would be, but it's hard to do.
1: Yeah Uh uh-huh yeah i think well the other thing that i'm noticing with this too is like just because these characters are annoying doesn't mean that these are bad stories exactly i mean sometimes they can like show too much of the annoying character and that can just be frustrating but having a character that you know is that kind of ambitious or holds those kind of views is like still frequently a part of like good storytelling that's yeah. just an interesting line to walk because like yes if your characters are just too annoying people will stop reading they'll stop watching but you, yeah. you need to balance them with something Uh huh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like rachel barry was super annoying but it uh-huh. worked because she was hella talented and like the rest of the cast was not as annoying
1: that's very mostly. true <laughs> mostly <laughs> uh-huh yeah, I feel like like Black Star embodies a bunch of the annoying things that we just laid out. And first off, like Soul Eater is a fun show, and I I love it, and I think it handles that character really well. But he is so insufferable because he's he's constantly insisting that he is the best to the point of blindness. Because like he's not the best. In in fact, he starts out really bad at things. <laughs> But he's just, you know, blindly going forth like he's, like he's like <laughs> I feel the like, bomb, the best thing ever. I feel like he has some help though, because
0: anime yeah. in general, you you go into shonen expecting uh-huh. that, so it's yeah. almost like it's making fun of itself, which is that's true. Nice
1: in a bunch of ways. Soul Eater, in particular, is very meta. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I think another thing to keep in mind here is to, like. A lot of these characters are not annoying because they're ambitious. They're annoying characters who happen to be ambitious. But, like, Um. I just want to not write annoying characters who do things that annoy people.
1: That makes sense. (laughs) I feel like some of these things, some of the things that we've talked about, cannot exist in a character that is not ambitious. Like, they kind of can, but they don't become a problem unless the character is ambitious. Mm. That makes sense. But, like, a
2: lot of the things that at least annoy me are when they're just inconsistently ambitious. Ooh. And so that just comes down to bad
1: character writing. <laughs> so, so basically, like, you don't believe that this character would act in these yeah, ways? essentially. Okay, yeah. So something that we've started already talked about quite a bit is that a lot of ambitious characters appear to be villains or at least morally gray relative to say (laughs) nurturing characters who are usually seen as good so why do you think that is does it paint a fair picture of ambition as a trait nope (laughs) i feel very personally about this
2: Mm. (laughs) all right I mean, I think a lot of it stems from, like, ambitious people want what they want, and they will go to lengths to get it, Uh and those lengths are usually in opposition to other characters or, you know, Mm -hmm. against commonly accepted morals, which is an interesting story, less interesting in real life, Uh and so I think it's fair in that sense, but, like, I also know a lot of ambitious people, myself included, who do not regularly crush other people, I hope.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I I feel like this goes back to kind of what we were talking about before, where there are maybe two different types of ambition, at least, in the Mm -hmm. sense that, okay, we might have mentioned this before, but I feel like when we talk... And this isn't exclusively all the Western countries, but a lot of the Western countries are very much more concerned with individualism and mm-hmm. like the pursuit of happiness with oneself and you know the self streams and then you have a lot of again not all and i'm sure i think there's some like countries in south america that are like this but are much more collectivism in nature Mm -hmm. and so they're much more concerned about society and like bettering people as a whole rather than Mm -hmm. you know um the self and this totally like not everyone is the same within society and so people are complex yada 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 um, All of this to say, I feel like when we talk about the two types of ambition that we're talking about, we're talking about ambition that focuses on the self, perhaps, mm-hmm. and then also ambition that focuses on society or like others in a group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is interesting because maybe the reason why we see a bunch of villains and morally great characters mm-hmm. that are ambitious in like a negative way um is because they're going hard on the well (laughs) you know like i need to complete this this is my ambition this is my goal in life like this is all for me and they lose sight Mm. of others while Mm. you can have ambition that's like going really hard like we had mentioned leslie nope um (laughs) for others and for the the good of the community and that can also come with trouble um (laughs) however it's not seen as negatively because perhaps um it's not obviously it's still hurting people but um (laughs) the intention there is still like oh we're trying we're not thinking about the self necessarily
2: Uh we're thinking about Mm
0: -hmm. the good of others and so um i think the trouble that again like a lot of these stories run into is just this idea that okay, we're looking at villainous characters and (laughs) obviously for, if they're going to be villainous, they're going to have to do some kind of act that isn't Uh accepted in society. And so a lot of the times it's because of that really intense individualistic um, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess drive Mm
1: -hmm. that loses, again
0: going back to loses sight of others but i don't think no i don't think it's a true representation of ambition
1: yeah i think you hit it basically with like your villain has to do things it's really hard to have a villain in a story that's unambitious because they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't do anything <laughs> yes, right <laughs> uh-huh i do think We also tend to see, like, oh, you know, selfish ambition, bad, and, like, collective ambition, good, but, like, you also can totally have stories of, like, someone who is ambitious about, like, bettering themselves and taking responsibility and getting their life, like, Mm -hmm. set up, and you can also have the, like, negative, like, collective, sort of, like, misguided Person mm. who wants to change mm. society in this way because they think it'll make things better, but like it won't.
0: Oh, yeah. that actually comes up in One Piece. If you guys Ooh. have ever, I haven't seen um the entirety of the anime. I've just seen like the live action. So <laughs> that's I'm one sorry. Of the long <laughs> ones, isn't it? <laughs> right, I think that's why. But um <laughs> what's really cool in One Piece, again, going back to like that shonen motivation or ambition Uh is you have a character luffy who his whole goal and he he's like very driven in this sense but his goal whole goal is to find the one piece and become king of the pirates and that's like a very very like personal like oh yeah i'm going to better myself i'm going to like (laughs) take on this responsibility but what he does—that's interesting—is he goes through and he starts collecting his crew because you need a crew in order to be a pirate captain. Um, and he starts bettering their lives, like he—he mm-hmm. he almost gifts them ambition mm-hmm. and like gets them to think of like what is important to them. Like he inspires them, mm-hmm. and so it's like a, a positive spin on. Again, like, I, I think you're right, right? I don't think it needs to be seen as like, oh, because it's so, um, it's focused on the self, it's bad. I agree. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think also just from like a practical sense, stories need conflict. And yeah. if you have yeah. an ambitious character, you're going to have conflicts that go around that ambition. But because if you don't, that ambition gets pushed to the back and something else comes to the forefront that has that is involved in that conflict. Mm-hmm. And so you might have an ambitious character, but if they're not in a plot in a conflict that is yeah. directly pushing on their ambition, ambitious is not going to be their defining trait. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think like the other like dovetail with that is also like you probably just have more ambitious characters turn up in stories in general because they drive stories so that means (laughs) that they're probably going to be more ambitious like quote good characters as well as more ambitious bad characters (laughs) Yeah. yeah i think ambition might be another one of those traits too where we usually don't at least like our in our culture we usually don't Mention it until it becomes a problem, like kind of like we talked about with indecisiveness in the Libra mm-hmm. episode. Is like we usually say being indecisive is a bad thing because people only call it indecisiveness when it is causing a problem. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, when ambition is good, people call it driven.
1: A driven, a go-getter, a a forward-thinking individual. Okay, so at the beginning of this episode, and also throughout it right along pretty consistently, (laughs) we've mentioned that ambition is useful for driving plot, and we've talked about that a bit already. So to analyze it from a different direction... What happens if your main character lacks ambition? How do you move the narrative forward?
0: Introduce the inciting other incident. Other
1: characters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, Yeah, other characters with ambition, which is yeah. a synonym for the inciting incident generally. <laughs> uh, like, Bilbo Baggins has very little ambition, but he is surrounded by dwarves who want things and dragons who want things and wizards who want things. So Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. he's just kind of stuck in the middle managing all of that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that's basically the reluctant hero trope. So other things push the main character into reacting, but doesn't this like sort of once the character is on board with the mission that the quest becomes like their own quest as well. So once Bilbo is traveling with the dwarves, he's they have the same goal. They're trying to accomplish the same thing. So in that way, they have the same ambition. Um mm. So he's kind of he kind of isn't unambitious anymore. I would quibble
2: with your semantics and separate ambition from being ambitious. I think those okay. are two different things.
1: That makes mm-hmm. sense.
2: So, like, yes, Bilbo is on board with the dwarves' goal. If he could have mm-hmm. gone home, he probably would have. But, like, <laughs> he's, he's here for it, but he's still not an ambitious character.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, he they didn't play Bilbo like one of those characters that sort of gets a taste for... I don't know, questing and treasure hunting. So he continues to do that. He still goes back to the Shire at the end with his, you know, small chest of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like, I think Katie Heron is the flip side of that because she starts very unambitious and it's just mm-hmm. kind of the camera for everyone in Mean Girls. And then she finds a goal and she becomes very ambitious and then <laughs> progress all of it.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I'm only I only quibbled with semantics because it's very hard to have a character that is consistently unambitious Mm. and remains so like like it's true that like Bilbo doesn't have a lot of ambition but like he does take on a quest and make that his uh, like even if he's not ambitious beyond that he's still going to enact that that task and it's yeah. just very difficult to have a character that, like, basically resists resists having any drive. Like, the only example I can really think of is the dude in The Big Lebowski, <laughs> which is, is a weird movie. It's very well done. It's It's a comedy mocking so many movie tropes. Mm. And the story itself doesn't really go anywhere like things have to keep happening to the dude in order to Mm -hmm. like (laughs) so it's a very reactive kind of thing yeah Um,
2: yeah
1: but even there the dude does have to take initiative a couple times to make things happen so even there it's not like truly unambitious but it is like the most that's like the clearest example i think i've seen of like a character who just resists having any ambition <laughs>
2: yeah your characters have to want things and like even
1: if what they
2: want is for life to stay the same like they still mm-hmm. want something yeah i have mm-hmm. encountered books usually like in lit fic be- like usually in like literary fiction that the characters don't really have ambition or agency or anything. (laughs) And they usually suck. But like (laughs) it is a thing you can do that just kind of becomes like a philosophical meandering. Like it's not a story in the sense that like a epic fantasy is a story. But Mm -mm. it's a story in the sense of exploring character and relationship and motivation. But like even then, like nobody in the world doesn't want anything ever you know it's just not possible to be human and not
1: want things <laughs> you can take that up with the enlightened zen buddhists but yeah uh, in general
2: <laughs> but like, even then you occasionally have to want to pee you know like but yeah especially for story you need that conflict
1: ok. So does it make a difference if the ambitious character is your main character or a side character? How, like, how does that change the story, and do you have a preference?
2: Like we were talking about, like, it depends on if your character is making things happen or if they're reacting to things happening to them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I prefer when the main character is ambitious. It's just it's better pacing and it's generally more fun.
1: Mm. But,
2: yeah, I do appreciate the thorn and Bilbo dynamic,
1: uh-huh, yeah. I think the reluctant yeah. hero is a little more relatable. Like you don't feel bad r- rooting for them because they mm-hmm. didn't like they didn't want to be a part of this. <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think part of the reason that you have so many you ha- or we have had so many reluctant heroes is like you can't blame them they were pushed into the hero mm-hmm. role they didn't choose this life like it was thrust upon mm-hmm. them it takes some of the blame off of them because if you have a character that's already ambitious and it causes problems like it's really easy to sit here and say well they didn't have to do all <laughs> of this they could have just you know not messed yeah. things up
0: <laughs> yeah i will say With the um with the reluctant hero, I think what's also intriguing to me is just this idea that, okay, eventually though, they are going to have some kind of deep ambition. And so you get kind of like that really stark contrast between who they were at the very beginning and who they become. And I think that Mm -hmm. is also intriguing to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm totally here for ambitious main characters. Like like Kristen said, they're fun. Like, let's go, let's blow some
2: crap up I but i don't <laughs> think that's necessarily true like i don't think a reluctant ha- a reluctant hero has to have that ambition I, by the end of it
0: fair i just mean like it totally does happen and when it does happen i really do appreciate it because then you do get to see like the two sides of them or they start caring about something that they didn't care about before and mm-hmm. at least for me i really do appreciate that that yeah. story like, yeah, that sounds like
1: ones. more of a character evolution than the version where, like, like I know Bilbo changes in a way because he went forth and did all of this stuff that, like, at the beginning of the story, he never would have mm-hmm. thought possible. Basically, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have thought that he would be able to do any of that. So even though he returns to his old life, he do- when he does so, he knows all of the things that he has accomplished and that yeah. he went through.
0: You know, I just thought, um, like I'm so used to reading YA fiction, and I feel like a lot of times in YA fiction, <laughs> that's what you encounter is the reluctant hero who eventually rises to be uh-huh. who like takes yeah. the man, you know, takes on that responsibility or takes on that ambition and runs with it, and so. That's kind of what I, I'm used to. But um, it's interesting to me, like, thinking about fiction where adults play a part. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if they're reluctant in the beginning, they're going to be reluctant near the end, too. That that
1: happens often. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I do think yeah, more think... of your YA stories are, well, they're your Bill Dungstroman kind of things. So they're about, there are frequently a lot more about a character becoming the person that they're going to yeah. be. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i think on the flip side of the reluctant hero you also have a lot of ambitious characters whether they're villains or not because they're aspirational like Mm -hmm. i feel like most people are like oh i want to be the type of person that affects change and does things and acts on all of my ideas and like obviously the world would not go well if that happened (laughs) but you see these characters and even if they're morally gray you're kind of living living adventurously through them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like yes the um reluctant heroes are more relatable but (laughs) it depends on what kind of story you're in the mood for like you were saying earlier kelly because the ambitious (laughs) ones are there for when you want to feel like you're gonna do something but not actually do something
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah and if they're ambitious and they're good at it that opens the door to like competence porn and all of that oh yes (laughs) Yes. yeah wish fulfillment just seeing people who are good at things doing things that they are good at Mm -hmm. those are those are my stories (laughs)
0: let's go we need more of that people
1: (laughs) honestly are there any other strengths to ambition in a character
2: I mean, we've said this, but it makes them interesting. It gives them agency and it makes them interesting. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's hard to make an unambitious character interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) It leads to creativity. Like, if you really want something, you
1: are more likely to think outside the box. Yeah. They'll find a way to get it. They'll do things that other people haven't considered. (laughs) Right. Right. They also tend to have better dialogue because, oh, like, yeah,
2: they they want things and they don't really care what gets in their way. So they're <laughs> not they're not going to mince words and be nice about it and all that.
1: That's <laughs> true. So they, they just know what they're being... thinking. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's more spicy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which, granted,
2: that can also be a drawback depending on what you're trying to write.
1: True. That's right. true. So what are the drawbacks? What are the other drawbacks that are involved with ambitious characters? The whole, like, pride goeth before a fall thing. Oh, yeah. So many hubris stories.
0: Yeah. Maybe if they are, if they have one goal in mind, and again, kind of going back to the not thinking of other people, and so they've Uh burned people before, people not trusting that ambitious character as
2: as much, or having to, like, prove themselves. On a meta level, it can also get boring if they only have the one ambition (laughs) and like that's the only thing they think about only thing they talk about which is not realistic to people so like you know well-rounded characters but I've seen that happen and you're just like okay we
1: get it you want that go away yeah you can have a character that lacks depth because as soon as you tell us oh they want this thing Like, sort of the natural counter question is, like, okay, well, what would get in their way or what would stop them from chasing that thing? Yeah. Also,
2: why and, like, Uh
1: what else would they want connected to it? Uh Uh-huh.
0: Also, if they don't get it, which this, I guess, could be a strength (laughs) in a certain way, depending on the story. But if they don't get it, it, like, could completely shatter them. (laughs) Uh Like if it's something like a competition and they're like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm. And then they get like second place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Which again, that could be a good thing.
1: Yeah. I think all of these could be, could be strengths in a story, but like the weaknesses that we've been mentioning are like weaknesses of the character. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
2: think, Reiterating like you were saying, right, earlier, but blindness either to other uh-huh. people to like things going wrong to anything outside of their scope is yeah.
1: a weakness and kind of annoying. Uh-huh. I think something else, like I was kind of mentioning earlier, with relatability or uh blamability or lack thereof, they can be they can be a character that you don't sympathize with as much especially if you don't identify with them or you don't agree with mm-hmm. them so then they just come mm-hmm. off as selfish or misguided and you don't like them yeah that gets a lot into like our morally gray episode where you have
2: mm-hmm. to like you have to walk that line of this is this is something people will understand versus this is something that is just outside the scope of reasonability a word <laughs> Yes.
1: Okay. I understood it at least. There you go. (laughs) And lastly, do we have any tips for writing ambitious characters? Or at least how to avoid writing them poorly. Make them well-rounded. Write good (laughs) characters.
2: (laughs) Also, can we talk briefly about the sexism in ambitious characters? Oh, yes, let's. (laughs) Because I feel like when you have ambitious men, mm-hmm. they are like the interesting, high-powered execs. They are occasionally the hot, morally gray ones. Like,
1: uh-huh.
2: and when you have ambitious women, they either, like I said, have to change at the end of it, and that is their character arc, uh-huh. or they're just like straight-up bitches. Like, uh-huh. there's it's rare to have the like Elwoods and Leslie Nopes. Yeah, it's getting yeah. better, which is good. But yeah. yeah it's still coded that like an ambitious woman is a bitch and an ambitious man (laughs) is going to get things done
1: yeah or even when like the ambitious men don't they frequently end up being like tragic or something like that yeah whereas like with the women it's just sort of i mean yeah they're frequently like oh well that person's a bitch and then like also like playing off we've we've talked about this a bit in other episodes but like they also frequently have the problem where it's like oh she's competent and ambitious but then like she has emotions that she can't handle and those become (laughs) Um her downfall (laughs) yes and like you were
2: saying on the like completing their ambition like if you have an ambitious woman that fails then she's a failure and if she like, succeed, she's also a failure because she's not a good enough because, you know, she got things done and didn't have those maternal instincts or whatever you're playing with in the story.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so well-rounded characters and more
2: ballads. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm. Ambition in women is not a crime. Right. Yes. Oh.
0: I... Also, can we talk about ambition here for a second? Just like in writing in general, because yes, thinking of well, thinking about uh, there's something that the author V.E. Schwab said multiple times, mm-hmm. like on social media and like on her blog, I think, or something. Where basically she's like, whenever I come up with a character, I um, I think of three things, and it's like, what well, what do they fear? What do they want? And what are they willing to do to get what they want?
1: Okay, And
0: I think that's interesting and makes sense as far as that goes. But just thinking about ambition, thinking about kind of like what the character wants and measuring that, like saying, okay, like, what is the limit here? Because uh, there's got to be some kind of limit to what an ambitious character will do, right? Yeah. I mean, to be... Yeah, To be like true to a human being Maybe they're Maybe they're the god of ambition And then who knows I guess. <laughs> At that point but um, But I don't know I think that's also something good to keep in mind Where it's like maybe Would help you even with plotting Or with Understanding the character just in general So I think just keeping What any character Wants in mind is Yeah, is a good place to
2: start. I mean, (laughs) that is the basis of stories. What does your character want and what is stopping them from getting it? Yes. (laughs) But, like, to your other point, I will plug our Enneagram series because a lot of how far an ambitious character is willing to go is based on their motivation, which you Mm -hmm. can find in detail in our Enneagram series. (laughs) 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 Yes. Also, just to like end this, I, I want more ambitious characters. I feel like, I think Kelly, you mentioned this briefly, but like we're moving away from this in stories (laughs) because we're getting into these cozy things and we're getting into these like whiny, sensitive, morally gray. I don't even know what to call them. They're (laughs) annoying. And I just, I want characters with agency and ambition and they're just, they're more fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a stronger th- story.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of my problem with some of the characters that I've seen that are, like, we've talked about this before when we've talked about characters that are all snark and no substance. Yeah. Basically, it's like some, one of the problems with characters like that is they're not trying to do anything. They're not trying to accomplish anything. They're just being re- rebellious i guess they're like rebels without a cause kind of thing except they don't even do that much in terms of rebellion they just yeah. snark. <laughs> exactly yeah. agency is the backbone of character <laughs> oh i also want to add this is a different type of story than we've been complaining about but Characters do not get to win simply because they believe harder than the other characters. Yes. Uh, Like, that's just lazy writing. Like, they need to... Amen.
0: Um, Uh Unless it's a children's story, right? And the power of friendship wins.
1: No, I mean... I, too, loved Sailor Moon as a child, but it's it's kind of a betrayal because, like, they kind of lie, basically. It's just like, oh, yeah, the power of love and friendship, which for them, I guess, manifests as real power. But, like, for real people, that doesn't happen. But I'm still here. i the don't power care
2: of friendship is good the power of yeah. friendship should exist because people have complementary strengths that come together to accomplish yes.
1: things yes okay yes agree uh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the better version of it rather mm-hmm. than yes. just like we're all gonna hold hands and care bear stare. care bear stare <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and good. i mean there is something to be said for believing like ted lasso yes mm-hmm.
1: But, uh-huh. you but have he to acts back on it. Up with
2: doing things. things. Yeah. Yes, there <laughs> needs agency. to be something backing it up for sure. Agency and belief. Because you also <laughs> can't have agency if, like, I don't trust that the character actually believes in what they're doing. You know, uh-huh. that's true. Like, you can't just have a character who's just bopping around making these random decisions and then eventually ends up exactly where they thought they were going to be. That doesn't work.
1: <laughs> Did you learn anything? That one? I think you can do that one if you play it for comedy. I, yeah you can do anything when you put because it kind of mocks this thing and knows like oh well this isn't true but isn't this funny
2: <laughs> i mean i would absolutely rather have a character with agency and no ambition than a character with ambition and no agency but you would ideally need
1: both <laughs> <laughs> and that's our episode so listeners what do you think are we fueling your writing ambitions are you ready to take on your next chapter, your next novel, and then the world? <laughs> Send us an email at totropeornottotrope@gmail.com at gmail.com with your thoughts. We will be back next month with another trope. Thanks for listening to To Trope or Not To Trope, and happy writing!
2: Sound like a like meditation app.
0: Yes! You know. Oh no. <laughs> take over the work. <laughs> take on no your world.
2: next chapter. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh my god. It's true. true. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know exactly what voice I was channeling, but yep, that's, Perfect. that's it. <laughs>